0: Hey fam, it's Jess and we are back for another episode of the Weekends Are For Weddings podcast. I am your host Jess Casey and this week I'm going to kind of work through or talk or walk, however you want to say it, I'm going to walk through like what my wedding process is from like initial inquiry to the last like email that I send to kind of like wrap everything up. I think it's important in this industry Um, that we photographers and even any vendor really is recognized for the amount of work that goes into what we do. And I was talking to another um, photographer friend of mine who sometimes we just feel undervalued and we just feel like we're running, 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 going, going, going. And sometimes it's overlooked the amount of our lives that go into running this kind of business. And from a photography standpoint, it's not just we're showing up on a wedding day, taking pictures, and then going home. You know, that's that's the beauty of being a DJ, right? You do some prep leading up to the wedding and you get to show up and make your magic happen and entertain and then you get to go home and there's no aftermath for it. Where as a photographer, we show up, we take pictures and then we have a whole shit ton more to do. And so there's a lot that goes into everything leading up to the wedding. There's the wedding day and then there's all the post work after. So I'm going to walk you guys through how I run my business, how I do things, my workflow, if you will. And hopefully it'll give a little bit of insight on behind the scenes part of it uh because again i feel like there's some misunderstanding about what we do and hopefully this will be a little bit of insight into why we charge the prices that we do because we need to make a living too so weekends are for weddings episode six yeah episode six (laughs) so here we go from kind of start to finish for a couple, from a couple standpoint, right? So or four couples, I should say. So uh, there's a lot more than just what I'm going to cover here that happens in my business, but this is just like when I'm serving a particular couple, this is exactly what I do from start to finish in order to best serve that couple. So I get an increase into my inbox, right? And the first thing that I do is I check to see if that date is available. So I go to my calendar, my master calendar that I have like a million bazillion things. If you were to look at my calendar, you would be like, Holy shit. I don't understand any of this. It's color coded. So like if you were to look in my calendar, any wedding is the like a coral color, because that just makes sense to me. Um, And then portrait sessions or any kind of sessions that I have scheduled are in orange meetings, stuff like that uh, for the business. Or even if I have calls outside of the business, they're all yellow. That's telling me that I have something. um, But it's not really requiring me to leave my house. And then purple are like personal things. Blue is like medical appointments for me and the kids or Kev. Um, and then gray, all the gray, the million gray things that you see in my calendar. They are all like to-do tasks. So I get an inquiry that comes in. The first thing that I do is check my calendars. Because if I'm not available, I'm going to send you an email back that says not available. So sorry. And But if I am available, it's important to me that I find couples who are similar to me. So I'm going to send an email that asks some questions with my pricing magazine. And it's basically like an intro, like, Hey, I'm so excited that you inquired with me. Here's a couple questions so that I can get to know you and your plans a little bit better and how they respond to that is really telling to me. So I, while most photographers probably just, you know, book and serve whatever kind of couple they come in contact with, that is okay but I look to serve couples who share very similar vibes to me. Um, And what I mean by that is like, I'm a loud personality. I think I've talked about that before. And I I might not mesh well with somebody who's a very timid, quiet person. Or, you know, there are couples who are just really business-like, very transactional. And I actually, I was talking to a videographer friend of mine, who was thinking about moving down to North Carolina. And I lived in North Carolina for a few years and did weddings down there. And it is a very contrast way of doing weddings versus up here. Up here, I feel like in New England, weddings are more laid back, they're more of just kind of out of the box. There's there're obviously a million barn weddings and stuff like that. Where in the South, I feel like most of the couples that I worked with are very dry, straight to the point. They're not really looking to connect with you. It's more of like a businessy thing. At least that was my experience. I'm not saying there's anything negative. But those are not the kind of couples that I want to work with, right? I, I look to serve couples who want to get to know me, want to share their story, want to feel comfortable being around me. I don't like, I always say this in my sessions, I never want to feel like the photographer from, from Sears or the photographer from Walmart or like, you know, when you like go to those like JCPenney places and you get those photos taken as a kid and it's just like very dry and there's no connection. You're literally just there to get photos taken and then you're going home. I don't like that. I want to connect and I want to get to know the people that I'm going to be spending time with because as photographers, we're spending a shit ton of time with you, whether it's through like just trying to get you or get to see if like you mesh with me and I mesh with you type thing. Like there's a lot of work that goes into this. Um, So I want my couples to feel comfy. And so I look to serve couples who want to share more than just the bare minimum with me. So if I typically what happens is if I get an email back that just is giving me like one word answers, I can pretty much gauge like, oh, I don't know if this would be a good fit. That's not all the time. I have booked couples who kind of give me a little bit of information, but it just happens, you know, they're just not communicators through email, which is okay. That's sometimes that happens, but I am generally a good person who gauges the kind of inquiries that I get very well. Um, and I've, I, I'm happy to work with mostly anybody, but I want, my goal is when I get inquiries is to make sure that you guys are comfortable booking me. And it's not just me showing up and being loud and intimidating everybody. Cause that's like the last thing that I want. Once we chat back and forth, you get the good vibes, I get the good vibes, and we make it official. Your date is reserved with a contract and retainer. I don't book a single thing on my calendar, especially not weddings, without a retainer and a contract. And I also, with that being said, I try not to book couples who don't have venues first, because if you don't know where you're having the wedding, and let's just say you book me and you want, I don't know, October 10th, and you book me first, you find a dream venue that you're in love with, but they don't have October 10th available. Well, then that is a big problem. Um, so I always encourage the first thing that you should do if you're listening to this and you're getting married, the first thing you should do is figure out your budget, figure out a venue, find a date, then branch out from there. Once we are booked and you're officially a hashtag coral compass couple, I try to send a cute little welcome package. This is something that has evolved immensely over the last few years. Um, I try to get cute with it. I try to support other small businesses with some of the stuff that I include in there. And I try to make it personal to you a little bit so that when you get that, you get a cute little note inside um, and you feel you feel special. I want you to feel special. Um so I try to send like a little welcome package and then I try to like follow my couples on Instagram, mostly Instagram or on social media in general, but mostly I follow my couples on Instagram. Um that way I can give a little shout out saying, "Hey, welcome to the fam with your favorite picture, that you'll send me." Um and you know, it just it feels good to do that to give you recognition that, you know, we're going to be working together. Uh from there, so a lot of people try to do it backwards. They try to schedule their engagement session first before booking But if you can, in the the best order to do things in is to book your photographer and then work on getting your engagement session scheduled. So that's how I work. Um, Once you're booked, we get to set up the engagement session. A lot of people ask me, Jess, like, when should I book your engagement session? You can literally do it whenever. It doesn't matter if you're having a summer wedding. If you want fluffy, snowy photos, go for it. I don't care. It's whenever it's convenient for you. Um, And I always like, there's a lot of couples who initially are like, oh no, we don't need the engagement session. I always am like, it doesn't matter if you book me, do the engagement session because you're spending a a lot, a lot, a lot of money on your wedding. And if you can maximize the money that you're getting out of it, do the engagement session because an engagement session alone with me is a couple hundred dollars and that's included in all my packages. So you got to think if you're just not utilizing that, even though it's a part of, it's a gift, it's a complimentary piece of my packages that's still part of the money that you're paying for like i'm still spending time on you um you know and you it's a time that you can get those extra portraits and it's also a way to test drive your photographer which kind of sounds weird but you know meet me make sure we still are vibing in person you don't want my face to show up on your wedding day and you don't know who i am i mean you'll see me on my website you'll see me on my instagram and all that good stuff but you know get to know me i want to get to know you i want to hear your story i want to hear what you have going on how planning's going what the vibe is, uh, for the wedding. I want to hear all the juicy details. And it's also a way for you to learn how I work. Right. So like, it's a great way for you to learn my process of, you know, how I take photos, what kinds of things I'm going to ask you to do so that on the wedding day, when I ask you to do these things, you're not like caught off guard and like, Oh, what are you talking about? It'll like literally instantly come flooding back to you. So take advantage of the engagement session and enjoy it. Make it like, a f- I try to tell my couples, like make it a fun little date night, right? Like we do pictures and then you go out for a nice like brewery dinner or something. I don't know, make it fun. So one, so we meet up for the engagement session. From there, I start, I do sneak peeks. I always do sneak peeks on literally everything. Sneak peeks. Um, and then I call. So what calling is, um, and if you don't know, what I'm saying, it's C U L L I N G. I used to not know what that word was, um, but culling is the process of weeding out the pictures that are not to my standards. So, eyes closed, funny smile or funny looking mouth um, out of focus because sometimes the focus is just it's a little off. Um, the ones that I don't really love the composition, those type of things. So I we the I cull I weed out those photos and narrow it down to what I. Think meets my standard because again, you don't get every single photo I take. I take a lot of photos, um, but you're you don't want you don't want twelve hundred of the same photos. You really just don't. So I weed out all the good ones that I'm going to use and edit, and then I edit. So engagement sessions for me personally take two weeks to to turn around and deliver to you. I want to preface me saying that by. I work incredibly fast. I have incredibly fast turnaround times. There are photographers who probably turn around their work a lot faster than me, but two weeks is my turnaround time for engagement sessions. Sometimes it's more if I am in a really busy part of my season. So generally that is like in the fall time, because everybody in new England wants fall foliage photos, which I don't blame them. Um, So depending on the season, it's two to three weeks, but I always strive for two weeks. Once I deliver your engagement gallery, I'm not really in contact again with my couples until two months before the wedding. The reason being is usually a lot of those details that I'll need before the wedding are not solid until around that time frame. For somebody like me planning a wedding, I'm trying I tried to get things done months in advance. And I'm glad that my vendors told me to stop because <laughs> I have changed a lot of stuff since then. So Usually around the two month mark is when you have a pretty solid idea of like layout and how things are going to run like timeline wise and all that. Um, and if, especially if you're working with a planner in that time frame is when you're nailing down those details. And so I want to catch you in a time where you're still putting those details together so that I can kind of fit myself into your wedding day. So the two month mark will come around. Um, and if my couples need me before then, of course they can email, call, text, whatever. And I'll you know, get in touch with them. I try to keep up with what they're doing on Instagram. Um, but again, the two month mark is really when I'll start creeping back up in the inbox. And that's when I'll start checking in, asking some basic questions to help me kind of start putting together a timeline of my coverage. Because as a photographer, how I function is I want to make sure that my coverage with you makes sense and you're not seeing any gaps in what I could be doing or should be doing. And you're not wondering, like, oh, what should Jess be doing at this point? Where is Jess? What is she doing? So I really try hard to put together like a detailed timeline of. When I'm showing up, when I'm getting started, when I'm doing details, when we're doing getting ready photos, when we're expecting to do family, wedding party, your portraits, sunset portraits, yada, yada, yada. Most of that I'm only putting together like the beginning of the day because once the reception starts, I'm really just following whatever the venue or coordinator or planner has kind of put together with you. So like I don't really particularly care when your cake cutting is or when your dances are As long as those things happen before my time is scheduled to end with you, Um, however it happens, it happens. I don't really care. Um, So, but the time, the most important piece of the timeline that I start working with you on at the two month mark is the getting ready part of the day and the portraits part of the day. So with that said, when I email you at the two month mark, I'm asking questions of, for example, where you're getting ready what time hair and makeup is scheduled to end so that I can kind of insert myself around that time. What I confirm the ceremony time cuz sometimes the ceremony time changes and I'm not aware of it from when we first kind of talked about it. So those kinds of things I try to ask just to make sure we're on the same page. Then after that I check in I I try to check in as frequently as I can from the two month mark because communication is everything. Literally communication is everything. And I don't want to be the vendor where my couple doesn't hear from me. And they're worried about like me showing up on their wedding day. Cause Hey, that would just never happen. Like I said, I would have to be on my deathbed, but it's just communication means a lot to me as a person. And also somebody who's planning their wedding. I like, I understand that communication just means a lot when you're trying to plan for things and whatever. So once you hear from me and I get those details at the initial two month mark, I'll pre-fill your questionnaire um with some of those details to kind of save you some time and then I'll send that over. So what's in my questionnaire is literally everything. I ask a ton of informations, and a lot of photographers probably don't do something like this. I actually know of a few who don't. I personally prefer to do a questionnaire that goes over everything in whole so that I'm not caught off guard and I know all the little things. And if you have something that you want me to be aware of, you can put it in the questionnaire and I have it for the wedding day. Some of the things that you'll find in my questionnaire are um, those details, again, like where you're getting ready, who I can contact in the event that I can't get a hold of, you know, the bride or the groom. Do you want to do a first look? Do you want to do a first look with your dad or your mom? Um, It goes over ceremony. Who's officiating so that I can introduce myself to them. How long are you planning for it to last? What kind of things might you be planning during your ceremony? And then it goes into like the portrait section, right? So family formals. Who do you want to include in family formals? And then wedding party. Is there anything special for wedding party outside of what I normally do, which I list? Um, and then you can, there's a spot to insert that stuff. Then it asks, you know, what are your colors? Because I try to plan my styling kit to coordinate with your colors. And I want to make sure that I'm prepared for that. How many wedding party members? Because that's important to know, you know, if you have a party of 15 on each side, then that's going to take, I'm going to need longer than just like 20 minutes in order to get all those portraits because I, there's a lot I have to get through. So my questionnaire is jam packed. It's probably an annoying piece to get from me. And if you're a couple of mine and you hated the questionnaire, please just let me know. Um, but it's all things that I feel like are pertinent to me being able to run smoothly on your wedding day. And there's also a section on there that asks for like all your vendor information. And that might be the most annoying piece to try to fill out. But the reason that I do it is because I want to credit the people who help put all of this together. So like the cake videographer, planner, um, caterer, dessert person, Video, if I've already said that, where you got your wedding dress because sometimes people reach out and ask, and you know, oh, where did they get that ring? Where did they get that dress? Where did they get those shoes? And I like to give credit where it's due. So if you bought your ring from K Jewelers and somebody's looking to propose and they just stumble upon my blog page, well, they know where to get it. So the questionnaire is like the biggest piece right before the wedding. And once I get that back and the final payment comes in, I am really just kind of letting you chill before the wedding day. The biggest things for me are out of the way. I'll send a few little reminders leading up to the wedding, just kind of popping in to say, hey, you know, just letting you know, this is what I'm going to need for my arrival. Make sure the room's tidied up, that kind of stuff. And then I don't really do anything until the wedding. So the wedding day comes and I try to send a text the morning or when I'm on my way to the venue, letting my couples know, um, just that, you know, they hear from me. They don't have to wonder where Jess is, if Jess is on the way, on the way. Cause I never want my couples to be guessing anything about me. So I'm communicating that I'm on the way. Sometimes I forget like if the drive is really short or like the venue or where I'm going is like 20 minutes. Sometimes I get in my car and I'm so like gung ho to get there that I forget. Um, and let me just say, I try to get Early, like to the venue or where I'm supposed to be early, and I schedule that. I put that in my notes, like to my couples when I send over the timeline. Like I'm going to arrive at this time. It's usually like a half hour before. I'm always like ninety percent of the time early to the getting early, and that is because your homegirl Jess has severe anxiety about being late to things. Ask my husband. I literally cannot stand being late. Late to things. It drives me absolutely crazy. I cringe. I don't like it. I am not that type of person. And please know that if I am ever late to anything on your, like, especially when it comes to your wedding day, I am unwell about it. I don't like being late. Um, So I try to get to venues or places early so that I have the ability to walk around, get my bearings, check in with the planner or the venue coordinator or whoever is there um, and get a feel and look around so that come time for portraits, I have a good game plan. So I'm not going in blind. I have a good visual of the day. I can see how things are set up Um, because my job as a photographer and how I function is I need to know what the light lighting situation is because I try to shoot with the sun behind my couples and all that good stuff. So I get there early to do my thing, drop some of my stuff off in the reception area so that I don't have to run back to my car a million times. Um, And then I go to find my couple. Sometimes I run into the guys on the way in, which is funny. I actually, Kayla and Nick, if you hear this, I ran into Nick in the parking lot and he was fully dressed. He was ready to go. I don't know if it was because he was nervous. I don't know if he he was just told to be ready at a certain time. And so he got ready and he was ready to go when I got there. And it was the funnest thing ever. Um, So sometimes I run into the guys on my way in. um, And I generally, one of the first things I do, if I don't, if I don't see the guys, I try to find, usually it's the bride. um, I try to find her and get myself, known that like, Hey, I'm here. And I check in, make sure everyone's doing okay. I want to let everybody in the room know who I am so that if they need anything, they can come to me. Um, Because I'm with these people. A lot of the day I am talking to these people. I'm directing these people. Sometimes I'm shouting at these people when they're not listening. Um, So I like to, you know, say, hey, I'm Jess. If anybody needs anything, just let me know. I like to let the moms know, like, mom, if you need anything, please grab me. Because moms oftentimes play in a very big part of the day. So I check in with my couples and then I get started. And however the day unfolds is how it unfolds. Generally, I start the day once I do my intros and I get myself set up. I generally start with the detailed portraits and then move into whether we do first look, no first look, getting ready portraits, all this stuff. So the wedding day unfolds. It's fun. It's fresh. We're having fun. If it's hot, it's hot. If it's cold, it's cold, whatever. We're having a good time. So the wedding day happens. And once it wraps up, I always try to go home and post sneak peeks while everyone is still super hyped from the night And then on the next morning, if they don't happen to see it at night, the next morning, when everyone's coming back down to reality from what just happened, they have a few photos to be excited about. So I generally try to post a couple photos for my couples and their family and their friends to see and kind of hold them over until I get more posted. And then I do the giant culling process. Like I said, the culling process takes a while, especially for weddings. I'm going through and weeding out all the ones that you're literally not going to need, the duplicates, the eyes closed, Uncle Bob's hand in the middle of the way, whatever. Um, so I call and then I edit and within eight weeks I'm delivering the gallery, but before I deliver it, I try to do a bigger sneak peek. So I do a, I do the blog, um, which is just a giant, giant sneak peek to the wedding day. It's all of my favorites. It's storytelling. It's showing you the day through my eyes in a more simplified version. And once I blog, it's giving me a chance when, you know, when my couples are looking at it, it's giving me a chance to put a final set of eyes onto the gallery and then I'll export it. And within eight weeks from the wedding, I deliver it to my couple's inbox. So it's a long process, right? It's a very long process. Once it makes it to the inbox, which by the way, again, eight weeks is very fast for a lot of photographers. I don't like to sit on my wedding galleries. I don't like to wait on them. I want to get them to my couples while they're still excited. And I, I I just, there's no need for me to sit on a gallery. So I try to work on it as fast as I can. Again, if it's crazy busy wedding season, sometimes it takes me longer than if, you know, it's a one-off in let's say March, but eight weeks is not the standard. A lot of photographers take a lot longer than that and that's okay. Just Make sure you're okay with the contract because mine explicitly states it'll take me up to eight weeks to deliver a gallery to you. Um, Some are six months, some are a year. It really depends on the photographer. So first and foremost, be okay with what your photographer's turnaround time is. Mine is eight weeks and that's very fast, but anywho. So I blog, I deliver the gallery within eight weeks per our contract. And some of my couples have a physical album album on their gallery, um, or I'm sorry, on their collection, if they don't have a physical album, then I deliver it. And I kind of send my final email, my, you know, this is the end of our journey here. I hope to be part of the next season that comes along for you. Here's your final gallery. Here's the final thing. I hope you enjoyed your journey with me enough that you'll leave a, a review or leave whatever review you want to. And then that's the end of that. If there is a album included, We get to do the fun process for me. I absolutely love designing albums. Um, What that process looks like super quick is I send you your gallery and in your gallery, there is a folder that I create for you where you can put your favorites that you want to put in your album. Um, So once you take the time to go through your photos, take it all in and then start putting favorites in that folder for me to be able to go in and download that album and make a album spread design out of it. Um, I'll work on that, I'll custom, every album is different. No al- no two albums that I design are the same unless you purchase a duplicate. But that is the funnest process for me because I get to see what ones or what images I took on your wedding day that made the cut essentially. Um, and it's it's just a fun process for me. I love put, like putting those pictures together. It's like a puzzle piece, right? You, like each image has to fit a certain way and cause I want your album just like the blog to be storytelling. So I put it together a very particular way and it's a lot of fun for me. And then I send it to you. If there's any revisions that need to be made, we do that. And then you pick out your album finish and I get it. I look it over, make sure it looks pretty. There's no errors. And then I make a cute little package for you and I send it to you. And it's, that's the end of that. So that is it from start to finish. There might be more things you know, along the way that goes in. Like for instance, the email process, especially in the beginning can be so long, especially if like couples are in the beginning stages of planning and they have a lot of questions and they aren't ready to commit. And then a couple months later, they come back with more questions. So there's a lot that goes into this. It's not, it's not black and white. It's not cookie cutter. Every wedding is different. Every couple has different needs that need to be met. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm having couples for upwards of like two, two and a half years. I personally book weddings like a year and a half to two years out. And so you have to think I'm dedicating myself, my time. Every time I'm talking to you, I'm emailing you, I'm giving you advice. I'm helping you with something that is time coming out of my life and my kids and my husband and my personal things that I like to do in order to service you. So when I am charging, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a wedding, you got to think of how much is going into that. And I just talked about my process for like 25 minutes. So it's the initial inquiry. It's the chatting back and forth to make sure that you're comfortable, I'm comfortable, and then we move forward. And then we're fin- we're going back and forth trying to find a time, a place, um, you know, giving tips for your engagement session. Then I travel to the engagement session. Oftentimes, I cover up to two hours of travel, um, which honestly probably will be changing with the cost of living rates going up and gas and all that. So I might be changing that, but I, I keep it at the two-hour window because in like New England, I go all over New England and I can be anywhere in two hours. So, you know, I'm taking the time to get to your session and then I'm taking time to shoot your session and then I'm taking time to get home from your session and then I'm taking time to edit and call. I do the blog. I do all this prep work leading up to your wedding to make sure that you feel comfortable and you feel like I'm going to take care of you on your wedding day, right? And then I show up and I sweat so bad. I, th- I'm convinced I have hyperhidrosis. I actually think I actually know I do. I just like, I get so hot and sweaty on wedding days and during sessions. So if you see me, like even in the dead of winter, I'm going to be sweating. It's wild, but you know, I'm showing up. Oftentimes I'm not even eating much on your wedding day. I get to eat your meal and the breakfast that I ate and scarfed down on the way there. And if I'm lucky, I get to eat a snack on maybe like two out of my 20 weddings a year. And I'm trying to stay hydrated and, you know, I'm running around trying to make sure that you're taken care of. And there's, there's just so much that goes into it. So the wedding day is like physically taxing. And then I get home and the work is not even close to done. I have the expectation from my clients that I'm going to deliver those photos in a fast manner in fast to one couple might be slow to another or whatever but i try to get my work out to my couples as soon as possible so that they can be excited and they can see their day as soon as possible um so you know i'm there's calling thousands of images there's editing thousands of images not one single image on a wedding day gets sent to you that i haven't looked at and made sure is perfect even if it's like the dance floor photo, I'm looking at it, I'm making sure it's golden and perfect. And if it's not, well, that really sucks because I spent time on it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing all the editing. I am doing the album design, which sometimes takes me like two to three hours depending on what I'm given for your selected favorite images for the album. And then you know, it's it's a long process it's a long process. So when you're spending, you know, a couple thousand dollars on photography, it's for good reason. I mean, somebody who's charging, you know, only $800 for a 10 hour wedding day with an album included in a second shooter that they are literally making nothing because you have to factor in taxes. Like we have to pay the government. We don't get to just keep all these monies for free. We, uh, we pay a good lot of money to taxes. And then we have to replenish our equipment and we have to cycle through equipment and like a camera doesn't last forever, right? Like a camera has a certain lifespan and a certain shutter count. So once you get to like that shutter count, that's like considered max life on there, you really shouldn't be using it past that because there's a high chance of like a corrupted camera that like just fails. So there's just so many things to consider. And I hope that this was kind of some insight onto what a photographer's standpoint can look like, because there really is a lot of time that goes into it, but also a lot of my heart and a lot of my happiness and a lot of my free thinking honestly goes into these weddings. Because uh, I really do want the best for my couples. I mean, obviously not every photographer functions the way that I do and not every vendor cares as much as I do, but I genuinely care about what I do a lot. And what comes with that sometimes is the tax of my mental health because I'm worrying about so many people at once. And sometimes everybody needs me all at once. And then there's sometimes where, you know, through the winter, oftentimes I'm not really doing anything. So it's a catch 22. Like you want to be busy and then you're busy and you're like, Oh my gosh, I need a break. So I love my job. I absolutely love what I do, but I hope that someday there can be a lot more appreciation for what we do. Um, Cause I see a lot of complaining in some of these wedding groups and it's like, you know, I don't know how much more we can offer, but Again, there are photographers that are not A plus, and then there are ones that go above and beyond, and I try to always do that, and I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but that's why I try to vibe. That's why I try to vibe. So that is Coral Compass Photo Co. on weekends are for weddings. That is like my business in a nutshell. If you're thinking about hiring me, that is kind of what you can expect. A little more detailed than what I would normally provide in our initial inquiry exchange, but Yeah, I hope you like it. And I will see you next week on episode seven. Stay with me.